just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello And welcome back to another episode of the Marcus Show. Bro, I am your host, as I am every single time, Marcus himself. And I'm here with my co-host, Ryan, once again. Ryan, buddy, it's been too long. How's it going, man? It has been too long, and I've been very excited to do this show. Yeah, I very mean... Excited. It's great to be back. It is. It, it, it is always good, so... Uh, kind of wanted to open up with some good news, bad news real quick. We'll start with the bad news first. Obviously, I like to start with bad news stuff first. Um, so uh, I, had, I had not let it slip, but I had said many times throughout this year that I, I do coach high school football, and, and I talked about that and everything. Um, our season has ended, sadly, uh, and so that really sucks and is not fun at all whatsoever because um, I, I love coaching football, and I love football in general, and and I love the kids and everything like that. Uh, and, and it's hard to see them go. Uh, so that's never any fun. But the good news is this. And I had been thinking about this for a while. And, and I had talked to you, Ryan, about it. And um, I figured you would be completely on board. But uh, I, what we're going to start doing is two shows a week. So not just Friday. We'll come out Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, I think that's what's best for the show. I think that's what's best for us. Um, we had talked many times uh, uh, I, I had thought, and I and once I started creating this show, Ryan, I never wanted it to be, um, I never wanted it to be too niche. I never wanted to just be one thing. Uh, and I noticed, uh, not that it was a bad thing, but we were talking about college football a lot. And as I just said to you before we started recording, yeah. it's because we both love college football and it's hard for us to not talk about it a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also love NFL football and we love baseball, which just wrapped up with the Braves winning the World Series, which... Just real quick, how glad are you that that happened? So happy. Yeah, me too. Fuck I, Houston. I'm not. Not only am I happy that uh, the the Braves get a win in a city of Atlanta that that desperately needed a break for once. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I also Very just true. hate Houston. You're right. I hate Houston. I can't stand them. Um, anyway, we we love all these other sports. NBA is going to start picking up, and I know you College love NBA basketball, basketball too. Right College now. basketball, which I love, so um, we're going to figure out how we're going to rope that all in. Uh, and there's just a lot going on in the sports world right now. So I think moving forward, at least for the foreseeable future, we'll go two episodes per week. This Friday episode will be more of a previewing what's going to happen on the week, uh, and then the Wednesday episode is going to be more of a review what happened in the NFL. Um, probably more NFL focused than college focused. We'll we'll talk about some scores and maybe some uh, maybe some of the ranking stuff and things like that. And Wednesdays will be more um, as I see it. Uh, if we have guests on, so like we got a, 
uh, at least a couple things lined up moving forward. But um, I think this was best for the for the show, best for us moving forward and everything like that. So uh, and and you had said you're completely on board. So let's get after it, man. Let's do it. Um, so with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and roll on Ryan. The college football uh, playoff rankings came out the first ones of the year. Um, and uh, it goes as follows. Georgia coming in at number one, uh, Alabama, number two, uh, Michigan State at number three, coming off a big win against rival Michigan at home. Uh, you then get Oregon at four, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes at five, um, and the uh, UC Bearcats of Cincinnati at Six. The rest follows in the top 10. Um, I'm not going to go through all of that. We're really only focused on the top six, except for the fact I also look at Notre Dame being 10. Um, I think fair uh, when you're looking at this Notre Dame team, but we're not going to talk about Notre Dame right now. Uh, right. <laughs> let's, um, let's talk about the rankings. I know you have a lot of feelings about them. I know I have a lot of feelings about them. Uh, first and foremost, um, I, I felt real anger about college football again for the first time uh, mm-hmm. in a while, and it, it felt so good. I don't know why, but when <laughs> something stupid like that – you know what I'm talking about? When sports make you legitimately angry and you can mm-hmm. just get it all out, and it's just so cathartic. Um, but anyway, give me, give me your first uh, thoughts uh, on the college football playoff rankings. Well, I got two things I want to start off with. Number one, it was very clear that the rankings were based off your strength of schedule and head-to-head matchups. Mm-hmm. And number two, and more importantly, I love how they put Oklahoma eighth. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And I, I guarantee you, a lots of Big Ten, like, or not Big Ten, Big 12 ADs are probably deep down, like, you know, they're probably really happy. It's like, you guys think you're better than us? Like, you know, you're struggling to beat, like, half the teams on your schedule. Like, all the teams on your schedule what makes you think you're going to, you know, still succeed in the SEC. Yeah. I, I saw someone tweet that, and I was like, you know, that's probably a good point. The Big 12 probably could care less where Oklahoma's ranked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Oklahoma being eight shocked me a little bit. I thought that they were going to be not a not a lot higher, but a tad bit higher because we have seen – um and, and a lot of – I know you had mentioned you had listened to a lot of stuff the past couple of days. We've been able to digest what's coming out. Um, mm-hmm. I've done the same thing too. I've listened to a lot of uh, Big Cat from, from Barstool and mm-hmm. and uh, Ryan Rosillo. I don't – do you listen to a bunch of Ryan's show as well? I don't. I, I like him. I don't usually listen to him all that much. I, I've, I've Matt has got me really heavy into Ryan Rosillo. I listen to his stuff okay. a lot. I like the format of his podcast. Um, okay. But I listen to them talk about it and everything like that. And – as as angry as the committee makes me sometimes, Big Cat brought up a good point, and I hadn't thought about it. He said, you can dislike the consistency of the college football playoff, but they are consistent. Um, like, they are pretty consistent with the way that they look at how they rank teams. Um, yeah. And the only I thing that, that shocks me about that is they have been consistent on big brand names typically get the benefit of the doubt. And Oklahoma's one that didn't this time, which was no. really shocking. So like kind of bring That's it back to the them Oklahoma, Oklahoma Like get it together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they they haven't really beat anybody convincingly this year. They struggled with Tulane. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska, they struggled with them. I'm trying to think who else they've played. Like Kansas State, um, te- you know, they honestly probably could have lost to Texas. Uh, West Virginia, they beat them at the last second. You know, Kansas was up on them. Like, mm-hmm. they, they kind of went on a controversial call in that game. You know, Caleb Williams taking the ball back on fourth down. Yeah. Like, which that guy just, that guy changes their offense a good little bit. He does. He, he's he, he really, really does. Good. He's really good. Um, and, and so I think that they could be a better team. And I guess that's the plus of like, I don't know. I'm so conflicted on everything, Ryan. We're like, I'm like, it's so unfair that, and, and this is the other part that Big Cat had brought up, the consistency of close losses don't matter. No. It's big wins that matter to the, to exactly. the, to, to the, to the uh, committee. But right. it's like so maddening. I'm like, I wish that there was just a way that they looked at those losses, though, and it still counted and they didn't have as much of the human element in it. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, that's the BCS, which freaking sucked. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so well, all we wanted at that point was the eye test. So I don't know. Go on. Well, it's kind of like what they said when they first came out with the playoff that losses don't hurt you, but they can't help you type of thing, you know? Yeah. They, they only go by who you beat. Like, yeah, um, who's lost a close one? Like, yeah, Texas. I'm just going to bring up Texas. Yeah. They lost close to Oklahoma, even though they have some other losses on the schedule. But it, it doesn't matter. They didn't win, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know what? Almost winning is also called losing. Or, yeah, exactly. I mean, Oklahoma, you know, they've almost lost a couple games. But almost losing is winning, you know? Like – just stuff like that. And, well, certain teams, Alabama, if we want to go there, they got the benefit of the doubt of they're Alabama, they're the defending national champs. Yes. They have not been that dominant this year. They've, they've struggled at times, you know? Like, they lost an unranked A&M team with a backup quarterback. Um, Florida, honestly, could have, could have beaten them. Yeah. Like, in the second half, Florida dominated that game. Their offense really has not been that great this year. They can't really run the ball, and they can't stop the run. Mm-hmm. Like, they have shown, you know, uh, what's the analogy? <laughs> no, you good. Uh, Ryan, I, I, that, that was the one thing that had made me, that had made me so angry is you put a, a one-loss Alabama at, at two, and then Kirk Herbstreit, who I actually like Kirk Herbstreit. Like, I'm not – I do too. I, I'm I not like a – Hater of Kirk. I actually really, really enjoy Kirk Herb Street. Um, no, I agree. I like him too. Uh, and he said it was it was something along the lines of it doesn't matter where the committee puts Alabama now, because in the end they're either going to lose again at some point um, and be out, or they're going to win at, no, against Georgia right. and be in. You're right. So it doesn't matter if they're in the top four now or later. And I'm like, well. No, because then he makes the same argument of Ohio State not being in and the committee looking at they have to kind of win their way in. Does that make sense? Right. So I mean, it's a double yes, standard State, there. Right. And yes, yeah. Ohio State lost to Oregon, which is why they have Oregon over Ohio State, because Oregon honestly has the best win of any team this season. They won on the road at Ohio State. Yeah. But we can all argue if the two teams would play again right now, Ohio State would probably win. Mm. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, mean, I agree. Sorry, it, it's I was just I, stuff like that. Yeah, 
speaking speaking of the SEC, I guess uh, Georgia's best linebacker is being suspended in depth indefinitely for something. Oh, really? Sorry, that's that's what took my my attention away for a second. Um, okay. But yes, I think if Ohio State play Oregon right now, Ohio State does win. Now, Oregon would have Thibodeau back. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, you're and, right. And, and would have that other top. They had another top defensive end out in their defensive lineman. It was a linebacker. I think he's out for the year. Yeah. So they were missing both of those guys. So they at least would have Thibodeau back. But their running back, C.J. Verdell, who had a, a good game at Ohio State, is out for the season, too. So, you know, they don't have him. Yeah. And, yeah, but, they did beat Ohio State, but they also lost to Stanford, who's not probably the worst team in the Pac-12 this year. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Well, besides, it, like, Arizona. Arizona's bad, but yes. Right, right. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, they got the best win, but they also have one of the worst losses. But they don't go by losses, kind of like what we were saying a little bit ago, because mm-hmm. losses can't hurt you. Yes. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just saw that and I'm like, it's, 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 I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if I've said it on the show. I probably have, but college football is so awesome. This part, I know we've talked about. It's so awesome because every week matters. It feels like when you like you lose, it is an absolute gut punch. It sucks. It's terrible. Yes. You remember how like Matt and I were acting after the Oregon game? Yeah. We were, and I'm trying to tell you guys, like, there's still a chance. It's like week Mm -hmm. three or week two or whatever it was. You're fine. You're fine. And it was like, no, we're not fine because our brains as college football fans are programmed to, no, this is not okay to lose. Like, when you lose, it's not good. Well, for a power five team, yes, like one loss, you know, can't hurt you. But for a school like Cincinnati, one loss is it's the end. They're, yeah. If they lose, they're done. Like, and we're, we'll get to Cincinnati in a second. And I would even mm-hmm. I would throw Notre Dame in the in the if you lose a game, you're done category because of the lack of a conference championship. Uh, yes. Last last year they had a bit more of the of the leeway with the playing ACC. in the ACC championship. And they beat Clemson, like, and they beat Clemson in the regular season, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, right. But. Uh, it's it's I, I would throw them in that as well. I, I, I do think I know what you're saying. Group of five teams really can't lose, um, but we're really going to get to kind of the odds of the group of fives ever really being in a four team, I think, here in a bit. But it, let's put it, it this way. This yeah. is only the first poll. Like, a yes. lot of things can change. Like in 2014, oh, yeah. Ohio State was 16th in the first one. They ended up winning it all. So there's a lot of football left to be played oh, like, yeah, this last sure. month of the year. So. You know, everyone's whining about where Cincinnati's ranked. Cincinnati could still end up in the top four for all we know. Yeah. I, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. They're going to need some help. Yes. We're, There's going to have to be mass chaos. But correct. Um, but I think the, the thing with Alabama is – so let's get back to this. College football is awesome because of the parity. College mm-hmm. football absolutely sucks because it's always the same teams vying for a championship, mm-hmm. and it really feels like – there's no true parity in the sport. Um, now you get the LSUs a couple of years ago. Um, you get Florida State when they had Jameis, which was an out of yeah. nowhere kind of team that came mm-hmm. in and won. But for you know, the most get, part, it's you get a Michigan it, State or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you're getting a, a terrible Clemson team this year who is god awful and is oh, going to yeah, be nowhere terrible. close to even no. top 10 by the end of the year top 15 no. like who would have seen that coming on nobody like, we're being honest 
nobody. I, I had no. I I thought DJ Unga Unga. Yeah, Lele he played well last year. Was was Notre be, Dame especially. Yeah, was going to be awesome. And then you look at what they kind of lost around him, and it kind of makes sense. A lot of playmakers. Mm-hmm. Their O line's not good. They have, they have mm-hmm. some injuries too. Um, yeah, and their offense is a little outdated. Like. They had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, who were amazing, kind of cover for their offensive, like their system flaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, sure. they do a lot of RPOs, I guess. Mm-hmm. But and yeah, last thing kind of about them, they oh, yeah, don't yeah. Rec- they don't recruit as well as Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. They don't get as many five stars. They've kind of overachieved a little bit. Yeah, and Dabo has a certain way of doing things that he's probably going to have to change if he wants to win. Like he doesn't accept transfers. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. Yeah, that's shocking. Um, he doesn't – once you're committed to, Al- to, to Alabama, once you're committed to Clemson, you can't take any other visits. That's how they lost Corey Foreman, the number one recruit in last year's class, who's at uh, SC, I want to say, because he's a California kid. He wanted to take more visits, so the only way he had to was to decommit. And he doesn't allow, I think, June visits or something, which is kind of weird, hmm. which cost them Kenyatta Jackson Jr., who committed to Ohio State a couple of weeks ago at defensive end. Yeah. You grew up, you grew up a Clemson fan. That was his dream school, but Dabo didn't allow June visits, and that's when he wanted to do, to do his visits. So he was I basically eliminated Clemson. That's so. freaking that is so crazy that he does that kind of stuff. I I don't get that at all. Well, I mean, it has worked in the past, but it hmm. if he's gonna, you know, fall off the map like they have this year, he's gonna have to make some changes. You're gonna yeah. have to adjust. Like but- yeah, I agree. And it's just – but you're, you're going to get Bama. You're going to get Ohio State. You're going to get Georgia, who I wouldn't say that they're an always up their team. They're up and down, and it depends on the year. But yeah. they're, they're – they're a no-brainer number one right now. They're, yeah. they're a team I'm... that – it's, it's hard to say. I've, I've used this analogy a couple times because I've watched them a good amount. They're like a boa constrictor. That once they get a hold of a team, their defense, they squeeze the life out of you. And yeah. I've never seen a – I haven't seen a team maybe ever that – you know how, like, sometimes really good offensive teams will just go on runs? Like, yeah. they'll just go on 14, 21, 24-point runs. They do that with their defense. They yeah. get, like – they put them in situations to score real quick and then get a stop and score real quick and then yeah. get a pick. And that they've scored 21 points like that. Because mm-hmm. they're getting the ball in plus territory over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Iowa was doing so early because their defense was forcing, you know, turnovers. They get the ball in plus territory and their offense is not good. But when you keep getting the ball in short fields, you're going to find ways to score, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but Georgia, might I'm still in like wait and see mode. I've, you know, I've kind of made myself for how I feel about Georgia. It's kind of like, they do this every year, but mm-hmm. they just can't win the big one. They can't beat Bama. You know, their offense is – can they throw – you know, their offense has never been able to go, like, I think, point for point with a team. Like, they're, they're a great running team and a great, like, defensive team, but can they throw the ball? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, do they have that elite passing quarterback? I mean, JT Daniels has been hurt, I guess. So that Stetson Bennett's been starting their past couple of games, but it's yeah. like – if they get down early in the game, like, you know, whether it's 14 nothing or 10 nothing, are they able to throw the ball, you know, throw their way back into it to stay, you know, to stay alive? Because mm-hmm. your defense can only do so much 
if you know it's easier for a dominant defense to dominate when they're ahead yes yes because you can just kind of blitz you know let the dogs because you know you kind of know the other team's being a little desperate they have to throw the ball like they can't mm-hmm. like you know, you know what i mean they become yeah. maybe a little more one-dimensional than they they may want to be yeah and 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 your de- defensively you can kind of pin your ears back and be a bit more aggressive for things yes yes yeah totally totally but it's i don't know so like you said maybe i shouldn't get as angry as i do but god bless it i it's, it's just the fire inside me that it forces me to be angry about college football things I can't control. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. And, and we mentioned a little bit, let's go ahead and hold on. Actually, before we start to UC, to UC, let's think about this for a second. Oregon goes four, Ohio state goes five. There's no doubt in my mind that if they both finish 11 and one, both conference champions, mm-hmm. Ohio State doesn't leapfrog them. Correct. Even with the head-to-head. Well, even with the head-to-head. I think well, I, Ohio State gets that spot over Oregon. Do you think the same thing? It all depends here because let, let, let's look at the schedules because strength of schedule is really important too. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Oregon ends the season with. And there's really – who's the second-best team in the Pac-12 behind Oregon? Mm-hmm. Is it UCLA? I mean, they – Maybe, UCLA maybe a really good game. Maybe Utah. Utah doesn't look too bad. Are, are they ranked? Uh, Utah, I'm not sure. I don't think so. No, because I don't think Oregon. Ha- I don't think Oregon has any more ranked opponents right now. right now. I don't think Oregon has any more ranked opponents right now. I'm just trying to think of who else in the Pac-12 is good. And right. I'm, I'm almost certain it may be Utah. Right, I'm, I'm pulling up the playoff poll right now. So good. No, Fresno's not in the Pac-12. Um, there's no other Pac-12 team ranked. I thought so because because I I had thought that they were a team that kind of like we're going to talk about. UC does not as of right now have any ranked opponents they'll have to play this year. Okay, so the point I was trying to make is Ohio State. Their last three games counted like you know let's we're going to assume Ohio State's going to go to the Big Ten title game. They have mm-hmm. to be pretty much they have to beat Michigan State. So they end the season with Michigan State. Michigan and Wisconsin either or Minnesota's in first right now. Minnesota has the highest ranked team in the West. Really? Yeah. They're number 20. And if you're an Ohio state fan, I'm kind of like, I kind of want Minnesota to win out because yeah, we beat them already, but I think they, Wisconsin's lost three games and Wisconsin's kind of unpredictable. Graham Mertz has been a huge disappointment this year. I mean, I guess you would think Wisconsin would pull it out just because they've done it in the past. They've kind of, They've kind of always – it seems like they've kind of settled into the Wisconsin that they usually are. Mm-hmm. But let's just – Ohio State's going to end the season with three ranked teams. And mm-hmm. let's say they blow Minnesota or Wisconsin out of the big, water. Big Ten championship game. They, blow, yeah, they, they blow just it. blow them out of the water. And, and, you know, and they had beat Michigan, who's in the top ten, who's probably going to stay in the top ten because really they should win the rest of their games except against Ohio State. I mean – the Penn State, I mean, they should they should beat Penn State, even though it's at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Though I think Penn State should honestly be ranked too, but that's that's a discussion for another. Uh, yeah, time, I guess. yes. But those three wins in a row, and they can get any of them by a significant like amount. I could see them jump, putting Ohio State over Oregon just because of who they've beaten. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, Oregon's beaten them, but it's kind of like they're clearly a different team in November and 
December. That's when the title yes. game is. Then they were in sep- you know, week two in September. So that's the, I, I could see them jumping Oregon potentially. We have to see how everything ends. Like if they can blow Michigan State out of the water. I mean, will they? I don't know. But yeah, same, yeah, same with I, Michigan too. You're not going to get any argument from me with Ohio State if they win out. They're they're in, and I do think. I think the Michigan State game could be close. I think that they Kenneth Walker's, you know, that's you, you gotta stop him. I mean yes. I and I I until I see it consistently, I will always say that Ohio State is going to wax Michigan. I'm sorry, yes, I will. I agree. They're I gonna agree. win by 24 to 30 points because I just don't think Michigan can do it with them until I see it. Once I mm-hmm. see it and I'm like, okay, they're now hanging not just in a year two, three, four years in a row, right? and they're not going out and embarrassing themselves, I'm going to say the Buckeyes are going to wax them. So we're, I'm, I'm saying close Michigan State, a waxing of, of Michigan, right. and then I don't think it matters who they play in the Big Ten title game. Right. They're going to beat them down kind of thing. Right. I, there's I no hope- one – there's no one in the just, East that hangs with with those teams in the in the or no one in the West that hangs with the teams right. in the East. The Big Ten West is a joke. That's why a little bit because Iowa was a bunch of frauds. I was kind of like, you know, why can't Iowa have been good? Because that would have made an even better win if they were still like mm-hmm. the top ten team. If, if we're being honest, like yeah. So, yeah. but but yeah, it doesn't I, really matter who they play in the title game. Like like you said, mm-hmm. whoever they play is probably going to be ranked, and Ohio State's going to probably beat the doors off of them. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. So, um, but I, I, I just think that my last thought on this is, is this Oregon obviously did not help themselves by losing. Correct. They, they really, they had Ohio state to beat. And then all you have to do is beat out the teams in your very pathetic conference. That's all you have right. to do. And they couldn't do it. So yes, I do think they should be punished for that mm-hmm. on the flip side. I think this now makes other teams look at, well, why would we really play a bunch of harder opponents when we can play like mid-tier level opponents that are going to be ranked, but we know we can beat them instead of going to Columbus to play the Buckeyes or to Tuscaloosa to play Bama or, you know what I mean? No, I I got you. If it's not really going to benefit them in the end, same record, you have the head-to-head win, well, it doesn't matter because we're we're not going to put you in anyway. Like, what's the point then? Why you know? Uh, no, does that I, make I, sense? I get what you mean. Yeah. 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 It's um, kind of like why do it because it's like the the risk isn't as great as the reward type of thing. Exactly. 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 That's kind of my thought process. But I don't know. I, I don't know. And and uh, kind of the the last big story with these rankings, University of Cincinnati coming in at number six. This looks like barring catastrophe six is kind of where they're going to be yeah yeah it's strength of schedules where it's at yeah you beat notre dame but who else have you played yeah i mean yeah you can't just say oh they beat notre dame but who else have you played you haven't been all that dominant if we're going to be honest against you know who they play last week was it was it tulane Tulane, and then the week Tulane before was Navy. for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And they, I mean, triple options, a hard, you know, I'll give them a little pass with Navy because, you know, with the service academy. So triple options, a hard thing to mm-hmm. prepare for and to defend. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they gave them a good game. 
you know, Army gave Oklahoma a really good game in um, at Oklahoma in twenty eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to think of where they Oklahoma played. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, but they don't play anybody, and you can't just say, "Oh, well, they have the same record as Ohio State." Well, it's like. Why don't you put like Texas A&M or someone like that? Would, mm-hmm. would you put Cincinnati over them? Like, how are they doing against Cincinnati? Yeah, like, I I agree with you. I think there's two schools of thought here. There's there's one school of thought that, again, if you're the committee and you're sending this message, you see you're undefeated, you beat a top tier program in Notre Dame on the road, but the rest of your schedule is very weak and. You're not getting the style points you should, as you had right. mentioned, Ryan, with beating mm-hmm. these other teams. You should beat down. You're not beating them down. Mm-hmm. Um, this is as high as you're going to go, all right, and it sends these two messages. Any group of five team is not going to get that much higher. It's no. just not going to happen. No. It's just not going to happen. I mean, where were um, Central Flo- how high were Central Florida when they were undefeated? Like The highest eight, they went, nine. they jumped from, I think, 12 to 6, but that okay. was because – uh, like they had won, and then this was going into the bowl season. Uh, shout okay. out Big Cat. This is another Big Cat stat. He, he busted out, or I wouldn't have known this. Um, <laughs> they were 12, and then because of all the teams that lost in front of them during the bowl season, they jumped to six in the final rankings. Oh, okay, okay. Um, is this when they declared themselves national champs? Yeah, yeah. So, um, the couple of times Boise State has gone undefeated and has finished, mm-hmm. I think, in the top 10, top 7-ish. Um, something like that, but, uh, I don't know, man, it's, it just, it, I, I think you see, you either say, Hey, you see your competition isn't good enough. So we're keeping you out or mm-hmm. if you're the committee. You say, okay, you see you're 12 and 0, 13 and 0, won your conference. Uh, you think you should be in, we'll put you at four and we're going to feed you to Georgia. And yeah. they and, also should have beaten Georgia last year if we're being yeah. honest. Yeah, it's a whole different season, but still, yeah. like we're going to feed you to Georgia. We're going to feed you to Bama. We're going to feed you to Michigan State. What do you what do you do? You know what I mean? Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Since we haven't the ACC, Wake Forest is ranked ninth. They're undefeated yes. right now. Yeah. They haven't beaten anybody. They don't have anybody tough teams left on their schedule. Mm-hmm. And whoever they play in the ACC title game won't really matter because it's not going to really help them. But let's say them and Cincinnati are both undefeated and they're like fighting for the fourth they're like they're both ranked let's say they're kind of like in the four or five range yeah and they're both undefeated and you're deciding who gets the last spot who do you pick i would do uc if it's me i would go uc just because oh. just because the acc this year is almost at the level of a group of five conference with clemson not having clemson be a powerhouse right. is just or even like North Carolina, who mm-hmm. everyone was expected to do, you know, be good this year. Florida State. Um, yeah. 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 Florida, well, Florida State, they're kind of like a Michigan where they have a, a huge brand or mm-hmm. like Texas too, where they yeah. always have high hopes at the end of every year, but they usually drop one mm-hmm. or a couple games early. And then it's just, you know, same yeah. old, same old. Which, um, but Pitt is strong. Pitt's a strong team. Mm hmm. Boston College lost Joke uh, Jokovic at or Joe not Jokovic uh, is that what it is Jerkovic? He was at Notre Dame. I should know this. Phil Jerkovic, Jerkovic, um, lost him at the beginning of the season, uh, and so that sucks for them as well. Um, but I I would say UC just because 
UC would would have that Notre Dame win. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think Wake plays Notre Dame, do they? I don't no, think they do. I don't Notre- think so because they would have mentioned that. Yes, that's and, what uh, Kirk Herbstreit said about them. Yeah, no, Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't have any more like really, really tough games ahead of there them. There you go. Um, so uh, I would, I would say UC. What would you do? I would probably say UC too, but you could put the argument. Well, Wake Forest, they're in the ACC. The ACC is clearly, you know, they they've had to play tougher teams just because it's the ACC. You, you know what I mean? And they play some teams with more of the larger brands that could help them like mm-hmm. uh well you know they beat clemson we all know clemson's not good this year but mm-hmm. they could beat Flor- florida state or they play north carolina this week yeah you know yeah but like let's put it this way because i was listening to justin kinner uh, the other day and this is what he said what makes college basketball so great for like the ncaa tournament you can't compare Wright state to duke like yeah if they let's say they both played both won 28 games but you can't say Wright State's as good as Duke because Duke is playing much better teams. Yeah, yeah, you know, and kind of like stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. No, that, that completely. That that is along with the UC kind of thing of. And since I's joining the Big Twelve here soon, so that could help them a little. You know, a little bit of making the playoff. But let's say like down the line, Cincinnati's, you know, fighting for a playoff spot, and there's Coastal Carolina who's undefeated. You're you're not going to say like. Oh well, they're undefeated. They should be in it over us. It's like no, we're the better team. We've got, you know, we play better competition, better. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get up every week to play in the Big Twelve. You just do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I completely agree. So, yeah, that's a good argument, and, and I hadn't I hadn't thought about it in the basketball terms, but that does make a ton of sense. That makes a ton of sense. So. Right. Um, but let's stick on to UC. Uh, game day coming to Cincinnati for the first time, I think ever. Right. Yeah. I think game day the first time they're going to be here um, mm-hmm. playing uh, Tulsa. 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 Yep. Um, I don't have much to say on this game because we kind of just already said everything we need to say about UC. I think the big thing is they they got to put it on them. I think they're like 22 right. or 23 point favorites. They got to cover the spread and they got to cover handling. Right. And, you know, they can use the argument because I Ohio State played Tulsa this year. I was at that game. Ohio State it did not look good. But mm-hmm. as bad as they were, they still won by three touchdowns. Yeah, like Cincinnati yeah. on their best day could win by four touchdowns, and it's kind of, like you get what I mean. Like yes. Ohio State looked that bad. Like Tulsa, kind of, you know, they fought them hard, but they kind of they just didn't have the depth and like the to go like toe to Ohio State for an entire game. Yes, kind, you know, kind of like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but kind of yeah. what you're saying, Cincinnati needs to blow the doors off of them. Mm-hmm. Have you? And they're gonna. I don't think you, you've never been to a game at UC, have you? I have. Oh, how was 17. that? Nippert Stadium, isn't that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a Thursday. It was a Thursday night game, freezing. <laughs> um, and they and they went. It was Fickle's first year. They were playing Temple, so there was probably like a half-filled stadium, and Temple beat them. I'm pretty sure mm. it wasn't all that exciting. You know, Cincinnati got kind of their their butts kicked. So it's it's not like how it would be of this Saturday where it's going to be packed and everyone's going to be going crazy. And there's probably going to be lots of, you know, Oh, y'all disrespected us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, I uh, mean, but how's it? So how's that atmosphere? Do they have a pretty good atmosphere at the game? I know it's a Thursday, so it's a little bit different than a Saturday, but I mean, I, I thought, I thought they had good at like, I, they have a nice stadium. It's not very big. I mean, they're, 
when they join the Big 12, they're going to have by far the smallest stadium. Yeah. Um, but I thought they did like a good job and stuff. Like, okay. I mean, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for for game day to be there. Um, yeah. I think I think David Henry said that uh, um, the game day guys might be at Elder Saint X play oh, really? play playoffs. I think he said that they may be there. Um, well, Chris just sent me a Snapchat of them setting it up and stuff. Really? Yeah. Dang. That's I. Yeah, I forgot that. I just I didn't forget, but I just didn't connect the dots. But um, mm-hmm. I guess he'll be down there to mm-hmm. see everything go down. It's gonna be a madhouse. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. pretty crazy when uh we went we went down um a couple weeks ago for who they play, oh Central Florida, and it was just you know parking like even right by where Chris lives, you know it was hard to find a parking spot because a lot of people were there for the game and stuff. So yeah, but you could you could tell like when we were down there like it was pretty like pretty crazy like the atmosphere. A lot of people were excited about how Cincinnati's doing. Yeah, so. so we'll see how UC goes moving forward, but they they I think they have to be in step on the throat kill them mode. Yes. from here on out they have don't to. let don't let up type of thing. Yes, never you can't you can't pull your guys. You just got to go. You just got to go. They need some help. They they need one to well two teams to lose ahead of them. Mm-hmm. I would think Whether that they, it, I think they need the Buckeyes to lose again. Yeah, they almost need Georgia and Michigan State to stay undefeated. Those make yeah. those two teams locks. Make yeah. those two teams locks, and by way of Ohio State losing, Oregon because they're, yeah, they're both already undefeated. Mm-hmm. And Ohio, you know, a two a two loss Ohio State, a two loss Alabama, two loss Oregon, they're out. Yes, most so, likely. So you have to hope that those three teams all lose again, which is not out of the realm of possibility no. with Ohio State and Alabama. I don't know if Oregon, but they, they I mean, shocked Ohio me State by just losing games. games. You know, Ohio State drop games to Purdue and Iowa like that they should not have lost in the past I mean obviously this is a much different team and just um you know they you know Tulsa gave Ohio State a really good game too this year so it's not like they're not capable of dropping a game and you know they still got Michigan State and Michigan yeah (laughs) yeah Michigan State seems to give them more trouble than Michigan does so yeah and I'm just trying to think would they would they hop uh, would they put Oklahoma in above them? I'm just trying to think of a, a power five school that may be able to like find a weasel their way in. That's tough because Oklahoma hasn't been all that dominant. No. So you could argue like if they played Cincinnati, that Cincinnati could beat them if we're being honest. Oh, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. So I don't know. And you can't, I mean, Notre Dame doesn't have a shot with the loss to UC. No, they would need a, a lot of chaos to happen for them yes. to get in. Yeah, but it's not out of the realm. But they they have to they have to wax everybody they play from here on out. There's no other option. They're, Notre Dame's going to a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and then and then we'll see what they got. Mm-hmm. But um, moving on, I think the biggest game that we have this weekend is uh, Auburn, um, Texas A&M. I think the only ranked against ranked. Yeah. teams this weekend mm-hmm. uh game is at a and um i believe so the 12th man will be alive uh right yeah. now auburn is underdogs i think by three and a half points uh let me check that four and a half points mm-hmm. so uh auburn going in as the underdog both six and two um ryan do you have any thoughts on this one uh, is A&M, are, are, they in, are they in the same division as Alabama? 
in the, A&M uh, is in the West, which I think is also Alabama's in the West. Yes. Think about so, it. What? How many losses does A&M have? Two. Two? Do they have one conference or two, or two conference? Uh, I think it's – let me check it right now. I think it's definitely – Bum, bum, bum. Two conference, Mississippi State okay. and Arkansas. Because I was going to say, because they would have the tiebreak over Alabama if they mm-hmm. uh, had only one loss. But, okay, that, that doesn't matter now. Um, yeah. But, I mean, this game means a lot to, to both teams. I think, honestly, I think this game means way more to Auburn. Because if Auburn can get a win, yeah, they only have one – sec loss yeah and it's to georgia and then they have the iron bowl at the end of the year that yeah and they're in the same division yeah yeah that you you are right yeah so that, i i mean give me your thoughts first with all that being said well auburn can kind of they could play their way back almost into the top four kind of yeah yeah like if i, I just kind of thought of that like yeah. if they can beat well, they they, they got to be A and M, which Bo Nix has historically kind of struggled on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, they have two losses. They lost to um, Penn State, also. Yeah, yeah, they have two losses, but only one divisional one, loss. One, okay, okay. So or one they, conference. They, they loss, probably can't make. They probably can't make the uh, the playoff, but they could really kind of. They, they could they could cause some upsets. Basically, mm-hmm. they could they could create chaos. Like yeah. let's, let's put it that way, because they mm-hmm. could beat. Uh, if they beat uh, Alabama, that's that's huge because that pretty much guarantees Georgia a spot in the playoff, and it opens yeah. up a, another spot for, you know, potentially Cincinnati type. You know, yeah. Um, well, let's let's hold on, Ryan. Let's think about this for a second. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up all of Auburn's football schedule real quick okay. because cool. I I almost think that if they have enough good games left on the docket if they can if they can win this weekend okay mm-hmm. and they can beat AM they then get Mississippi State and South Carolina which are not very good teams and then they no. get Alabama and then if they can win the SEC championship you're telling me a team that has wins over Texas AM on the road Alabama and Georgia even at two losses, can't get into the playoff. I almost think the committee would give them that. That's true. Yeah, because they yeah. hung with Georgia thirty-four to ten. Um, the loss to Penn State is not terrible. Terrible. No. Uh, and so I don't know, man. They may, they may be able to play their their way back into this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. I was, I was looking at AM schedule before that. So that's why I was so confused. Um, yeah. And honestly, they could have beaten a, or Penn State because I remember watching that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. A win for Auburn would be really, I mean, I don't think beating uh, AM would like cause them to like, have a huge jump just because they're one spot higher than them. Yeah. But because, you know, they got beating Mississippi State would help. Um, I think really beating Alabama could um, could really like benefit yeah. them and Georgia. So speaking of Georgia, that 
Adam Anderson, is that the linebacker? Yeah. He's being investigated for rape. Oh, that's I not got the good. on my phone. So yeah, that's not good. No. So he's probably done for the season then. Yeah. Yeah. But I that just blew my mind here live. You're here, you're hearing our minds be blown live. And now I'm I'm running through all the scenarios of the who else would have to lose? You'd have to get like an Oregon loss and get them out. And you would have to hope that, well, do you think Georgia being undefeated going into the SEC title game, losing to Auburn would keep Georgia in? Georgia's still number one, the 12 and 0 in the SEC title game lose. That's you- tough because it depends how, like, almost how they lose like if they get blown out of the water type of because i just can't see like the committee dropping like a team who's number one all the way out kind of like how in 2016 when ohio state made the playoff without winning the big 10 over penn state even though they lost to penn state my thing was ohio state was ranked second when they beat michigan and i'm just like okay they're not going to drop a team that's number two all the way out to five i think they dropped them like to three yeah and it's it's like Notre Dame last year. Notre Dame lost the ACC title game mm-hmm. and still made it into the playoffs because they lost to Georgia. Or not Georgia, my bad. Uh, Clemson. Clemson. They still um, got them, yeah. Yeah. And and they had they had already beat them earlier in the year. So, I don't know. That's some mental gymnastics. I, I'm interested to see how this plays out. Um, I have Auburn. I have Auburn plus four and a half this week. Um, yeah, I think, I think Auburn can pull, will pull, pull it out. I think they will, too. I just think that. It's just – it's not – I don't know. Texas A&M, you don't know what you're getting with them week to week. They can beat mm-hmm. Alabama one week, and then they look really bad the next week. Not that they're a bad team. They just don't right. look as good. Um, the, I don't think Jimbo is all that great. I think he's a little overrated as a coach. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he's a great recruiter. I think he's a really good recruiter. That, that he is, yes. Um, Whether getting the best out of his talent, that's a different question. Yes. Uh, so, I have Auburn. I think that – uh, I don't know if they win, but if they lose, I don't think it's by more than three. Uh, I think it's a close game. Um, but you never know what you're going to get, like I said, with a and You never know what you're going to get with the 12th man. I, that's a tough, tough stadium to play in. Um, probably one of the toughest in the nation. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But um, anything else on this game you you, you want to talk about? Um, nothing really, honestly. All right. Then, then let's go ahead and stay in the SEC. Um, we don't have to talk about this one for long, but I do want to mention it. Uh, we had just mentioned them, Alabama versus LSU. Um, I believe in Tuscaloosa, correct? Let me look it up. Yeah, it is in Tuscaloosa. In Tuscaloosa. Um, this is a bloodbath. This is a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. This, this is not going to be close. I'm sorry, it's not. It's, I think that Alabama rolls them by 35 or more. I think you're right. For a couple of reasons, LSU's done. They have they've had a lot of injuries to key players, and Ed Orgeron, he's done too. Obviously, he's not going to be there. So I, I just feel like, yeah, does he have enough to like you know fight like fire everybody up and just you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, and we haven't had a chance to talk about Coach O. Uh, yeah, the the, the departure. One of the funniest yeah. things uh, I saw was. Um, coach O just made himself interim head coach for the rest of the year, which is so funny because he, he's interim ed. Um, yeah. Well, he took I, over as interim too for um, 
Les Miles, but yeah, yeah. So I don't. Um, I think it's sad. I think that you know the guy is two years removed from a national title, but if the reports were coming out that he had lost the locker room and that um, well, things well, weren't going well, I he's just, had he has a, he he's been acting pretty like he mishandled a, a handful of rape allegations against uh, players. Mm-hmm. Um, did you read the thing where? He pulled up at a gas station, and this woman was like a high-ranking LSU official. And he's like, "Hey, you, you look like you." She had like workout clothes. And I was like, "Hey, you look like you worked out. Let's work out together." And she's like, "I'm married and I'm pregnant." And he's like, <laughs> "Why does that matter?" And it's like, yeah. it has nothing to do with LSU putting like putting behind all like the issues. Like we we can't. He stopped winning. Mm-hmm. They were willing to put up with all all that nonsense. As long as he was winning, he stopped winning. So this has nothing to do with them being ethical. Like mm-hmm. he probably should have been fired if we're, if we want to be honest, like a year ago, if they were wanting to get rid of him for how he was running his program. Yeah. Yeah. I and, agree. And a lot of it has to do with, he didn't make good coaching hires after they won a national title. Yeah. yeah. Joe Brady was huge. Yeah. Who do you, do you think there's any chance Joe Brady becomes the next head coach at LSU? I don't know. If they did, then this is literally like Auburn, like <laughs> 2.0, because, you know, it, because Orgeron is almost like Gene Chizik, where you win a national title, then you're out two years later. Yeah. Now, it's a little different because that LSU team was 10 times better than that Auburn team. Was. The Auburn team was a Cam Newton running the show. Yes. Cam Newton, like, literally carried Gene Chizik. Mm-hmm. And their offensive coordinator was Gus Malzahn. Then he goes to. Alabama State or some or hmm. some other school then he comes back kind of with them going back to get Joe Brady but I read things on message boards I don't know how true they are I've read that Brady prefers to be in the NFL I also read that he didn't do a good job at any of his head coaching interviews this offseason so I don't know what to believe yeah what you do know, you money so, talks yeah so real quick before we get back to the, back to the game this weekend because I don't think I've asked you this either do you have any idea like who's your guess of, of who's the next head coach at LSU? Because uh, one, of, one of the most interesting things I read is the last three coaches at LSU have all won national titles. Like that is a, that is an extremely good landing spot to have with recruiting yeah. the conference. Yeah. Uh, the prestige boosters. Yeah. Everything. So like Louisiana is a very talented state and they get mm-hmm. every, like it's so hard to go into Louisiana and get somebody like if you're not LSU, yes. you know, type of thing. Yeah. So, Ohio do you have State, any? Just to kind of, before I say that, yeah, yeah, Ohio State yeah. was able to get uh, Jair Brown, who's a defensive back in this upcoming class, mm-hmm. who was from Ellis for Louisiana, but he was originally from Cincinnati and he family moved back to Cincinnati. He's at Lakota yeah. West now. But that at the time was very impressive because it's like LSU gets all those guys usually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But my uh, take to be uh, LSU's next coach, Mel Tucker. Really? You think he's going to leave after one year at Michigan State? Well, two years, but I think he can't. Oh, yeah. Two he could be like years. Nick Saban, like, because that's where they got Saban from. Like, yeah. He's Mel Tucker deserves to be Big Ten coach of the year. He deserves to be regular coach of the year. Just yeah. full no, on coach honest, of the year. He went to, like, he went to the transfer portal, was able to find Kenneth Walker, like, and a whole bunch of other, like, I don't know who the other, I think they got like their two starting corners from the, uh, transfer portal too but he was able to because his first year there he had no off season they're still yeah. able to beat michigan like you could argue 
Michigan had a more talented players just based on recruiting, but Michigan State's had a better coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think if he's doing that at Michigan State, and he was Michigan State's like fallback choice because they wanted Fickle. What do you think he's going to do in the SEC? You know, he's a saving disciple too. Like, yeah. Which did you see all the top four uh, teams? All their head coaches were former Saban assistants. No, no, I haven't. Kirby Smart, Mel Tucker, Mario Cristobal all coached under Saban at, at Alabama. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Well, I, that's got to make Al make uh, him feel better if they play him because assistants don't do well against him. Well, Jimbo's the first uh, assistant to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I think that. I've heard Mel Tucker. I've heard that name thrown around a bunch mm-hmm. uh, for the LSU job. I almost think it might be Jimbo Fisher. Would you think he would leave? Like, because he left Florida, you know, Florida State for AM. I, but if I, you can throw the bag at him. I don't think he has any ties anywhere. I think Jimbo Fisher goes where Jimbo Fisher wants to go. He's got no allegiances. I think he can recruit his freaking balls off in Louisiana. And the AD there was the also the AD uh, at AM when he went to AM. So oh, now okay. that guy's that guy's at LSU and put in Jimbo's contract that the next team does not have to pay out LSU or pay out Jimbo if he leaves um, from his current contract. So it's almost like it's almost like a long con of AM would still have to pay out Jimbo and he can go to LSU and LSU doesn't have to cover any of that money. That, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I didn't even think about Jimbo. So, I mean, I don't know that that makes sense to me, but then at the same time, I'm like, guys don't leave head coaching jobs in the sec to take another head coaching job in the sec. You know what I mean? Well, Dan Mullen was at Mississippi state when he was at Florida. Now I don't yeah. know if he got, did he get fired from one of one of uh, Mississippi State? I think so. Florida. Okay. I think so. Because it's not like he went from Mississippi State to. Because mm-hmm. you could argue Lane Kiffin could be a good candidate for that job too. That's true. I've heard the name. I've heard Dabo be thrown around. I don't think Dabo leaves Clemson. Dabo's not ever. leaving Clemson it, until until Nick Saban steps down. Then Dabo becomes Alabama's next head coach. Yep, yep. Um, I I could see that happening too. In the in the ultimate Sith Lord, just just you know, Darth Vader change of scenery goes from Clemson to yeah. Alabama, and yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I whoever I, Baylor's coaches, he could. He was the defensive coordinator on their uh, national title team. I yeah. don't know his name, but um, he could be a guy they could bring back. You know, like we kind of said, Joe Brady. Um. Luke Fickle, I, don't, I can't see him going to no. LSU. No, I, mean, I couldn't either. There's, all men, there's only so many of those big-time jobs that you can turn down before you just have to take one. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, money I, talks. The, the not taking Michigan State job made sense. I guarantee you he would have taken that if it was offered a month earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was right before he would have been screwed. Like Mel Tucker screwed a lot of kids, Colorado kids over who were committed to Colorado. And then he goes to Michigan State and they have no chance to, they have no, they, they, they can't decommit basically. Yeah. Yeah. And if you know who Drew Pearson is, his grandson was committed to Colorado and Drew Pearson, right when he took the 
Michigan State job, he straight up called Mel Tucker a con artist. <laughs> well, that's not good. So, that's not good. No. I don't know. I, I think it could be – I think Fickle would make sense, and Fickle could bring a, a good offensive and defense. He's a very good balanced head mm-hmm. coach. No, I agree. Um, it'll be interesting to, to, to see play out with, without, with LSU, my bad. I'm sorry, say that again. Oh, it'll be interesting to see how everything works out with LSU. Yeah, and you still got the SC job open too. I think the LSU job is more attractive than USC, though. Oh, but, oh, for sure. I don't think the, I don't think the USC job is that attractive anymore. I really no. don't. Just because, well, when when Pete Carroll was there, like let's, let's put it this way: the number one prospect in this year's draft is Kavon Thibodeau. Kavon Thibodeau is from LA. Mm-hmm. If Pete Carroll were there, he would be at, he'd be at SC right now. And yeah. So it'd probably want either one or two of, or maybe even all three of CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, or DJ Ugalele. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're all California kids. Like, because yeah. it used to be you could just recruit like LA. But like, if you're the coach at LSU, you can recruit the state of Louisiana. You got Texas, Florida, Georgia. You're good. Mm-hmm. You can just go right there. Well, um, SC, you kind of almost have to go all over the country type of thing because you can't just get the hometown uh, California kids anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that, I don't think that. The only thing the SC job carries anymore is being USC. That's it. I don't think that it carries a lot of prestige or no. weight. I don't think that. And SC really hasn't been all that, like, over the past, like, 40. Like, Pete Carroll brought them back because the LSU – or not LSU. USC was not that great in the 80s or the 90s. Like, they mm-hmm. had a couple nice runs. Like, I think I, Shannon Sharp said, because they were talking about how they had may have interest in Mike Tomlin. They had, like, one 10-win season in the 80s. I know that in the 90s, they at least made one Rose Bowl when they had, like, Keyshawn Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, USC and Pete Carroll was the one who really brought them back. Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, with back to the Alabama game, we don't, have to t- we don't have to talk on it a long time. Like I said, it's going to be a bloodbath. I, I think that when, when um, Saban can smell blood in the water, he's going to kill you. He's going to kill you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I would not be surprised if this gets ugly very fast. Um, and it is like 10 to 49 at the end. Yeah. I'm like no joke at all. It's a, an absolute just waxing top to bottom. Um, but uh, do you have any other, do you, do you disagree, agree? I, I mean, I think that it's going to be just bad, bad for LSU, bad for Coach O. I agree. Mm-hmm. Coach O's done. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, yeah, just a bad look. But um, last game I really wanted to talk about uh, for this weekend. Uh, I, I know I talked to you. You said you don't have tons of interest in this game, but uh, Air Force, uh, Army. Um, I love when the service academies play each other. I look forward to it every year um, when, when any form of Army, Navy, Air Force play each other. It's so awesome to me. Um, because I love the triple option, and I love running the football, um, and I love the fact that Vegas sets the over/under at the like for these games so extremely low that it's unbelievable. That's an actual like over/under total for a college football game, and then it still goes under every time. Um, and I think, like I said, I'm pretty sure Air Force is is actually really really good this year. Um, they're an extremely solid uh, team, and so I think that they have already beaten Navy, if I'm not mistaken. 
Let me check real quick. I could be completely wrong about that. Um, but they look to be in the driver's seat at least for the – I don't think actually that they've played uh, Navy yet. They uh, look to be in the driver's seat when it comes to the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. Um, uh, and so I just love it. I love watching I love watching the service academies play. I don't know. How do you feel about them? Um, I, I, do, I do like watching the Army-Navy game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be a little different because you run a triple option at Fairmont and <laughs> that's all they run. So you may have a different satisfaction watching yeah. it than someone like me. But mm-hmm. um, what time do they play? They play at uh, – they did play Navy already, by the way. They beat them 23-3 to on September okay. 11th. So very fitting. Um, they play at – oh, let me close this out. Um, they play them at 11.30. So early kickoff. Gotcha. Um, we don't got to talk about it for too long. I just love them. I love watch. I love watching two triple option teams play each other because, like you said, when when non triple option teams play, uh, or have to go up against a triple option team like you see, like, like you know, uh, Oklahoma. I don't throw Notre Dame in there. Notre Dame in the past. Yes. Um, they it's like they don't know what to do and it completely throws them off. When you get Mm -hmm. two teams that both run the triple and run it well and know how to defend against it well, it is awesome. It's just an absolute chess match battle. Yeah, I believe it, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm all for this game. I love this game, uh, and I cannot wait to watch. Uh, So um, anyway – uh, anything else for this weekend, uh, Ryan? Nothing else I can think of. Just go Bucks. I think, go, yeah, okay, sure. Um, go uh, Irish. <laughs> go Irish, baby. Uh, we go. do. We get Navy this week, so a uh, good little rivalry game there. Mm-hmm. Um, should stomp on them, but you never know with, with this Irish team. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Ryan, it's always so much fun. I'm so glad we get to do this again um, and do it consistently. Uh, and now, like I said, two episodes each and every week. Um, so thank you all for listening, subscribe, download, be looking out for new content, more content. Um, I'm going to try to start writing some more too, uh, and, and posting that post, posting picks on, uh, different college football or NFL picks on the weekends. Um, cause I just like doing that as well. Uh, and I I have a lot of time to fill up now, Ryan, I got a lot of time there that i go. can yeah. i can use to do no things football so, for now <laughs> yes yes so uh but ryan buddy as always thank you so much man hey, no problem marcus i always enjoyed doing this so glad right. we can do it more often now yes me too me too all right man i'll see you next week all right see you later